Hey guys, welcome to the Cobra Command Collective. Coach Jill and Coach Tiffany here. Hello. And today we are going to talk about goals, goal setting, and the process behind achieving your goals. Yeah, just the best way to figure out what your goal should be and the best way to get there. Make sure you get there. Yeah. It, there is a lot um, a lot of stuff out in the world, out in the universe about goal setting um, and a lot of different experts that exist. I feel like you put experts in like air quotes because the internet fitness guru has really brought like they try to be uh, genius marketers and sell you on everything. True story. I see <laughs> yeah. some questionable things. Yes. <laughs> also in my Instagram feed, like this is totally rabbit hole in my Instagram feed this week. I had things on how to become an Instagram fitness influencer, influencer. popping up. And I was like, Hmm, you gotta get that booty <laughs> shot. That's what it's all about. <laughs> apparently. Uh, I don't know, but, but that's um, not us. That's We're not us. The real deal. We got what yes. you need and um, your best interests in mind. Heck yeah. So um, <laughs> Tiffany and I spent quite a bit of time this morning uh, kind of outlining how we wanted to go about this. And the beauty is we're going to reference back some big names. Oh, some yeah. Super smart people. Yep. People um, you've definitely heard of. Yeah. Moments in history of sports you've heard of maybe. Maybe. But yeah. It's going to be really good. Uh, so we're going to start off by talking about the most important part of all of this, which is the process. Tiff, you uh, had a really good summarization of this. Of the process. Um, And that's just basically, like, you find your goal, and we'll talk about that, but breaking down what you need to do every day to get there, um, and then just making sure you do it every day. Um, and obviously I didn't come up with this, but I read a story about the University of Alabama football coach. Nick Saban. There you go. (laughs) And the specific story. So he was the one that said the process is what's important. Like you can have your goal of winning a championship or winning the CrossFit games or cleaning 350 pounds, but you need to figure out what day to day, what that looks like. Um, and he told a story about his team was winning by like 24 points in the championship and the quarterback in the center got pissed because they had a missed like handoff, and they like got physical with each other, and they because they were so mad, and other people were so confused. Like you guys are about to win the national championship, and he just had it was a moment of pride that they cared so much about doing their best, every snap being yeah. right. Yeah, and I'm like that's that's what it was about. Like he really instilled the importance of the process with them, not just the end result. Well, I feel like if you focus on the process. Even if the end result doesn't happen how you want it to happen, yeah. um, there's a lot of pride just in the process yeah. alone, Well, right? that's the only thing we can control. Mm-hmm. You can't control, like, what... I mean, there's, like, obvious things, like, you can't control the outcome of a game or a competition. You can't even really control the outcome of getting that 350-pound clean. Like, you get hit by a car, you get really sick. Like, the only thing you can control is your effort. So if yeah. you've got to make sure you put some intrinsic value... Which we're going to talk about. In that about. effort. Yes, yes <laughs> Which we're going to talk about. Yes, we will. Uh, so the first kind of step in getting, identifying your process towards a goal is uh, something that we call mm-hmm. SMART. And we, yes. me and Tiffany are both like snickering right now because <laughs> it's just funny because it's used so much in the coaching world. It's used so much 
in the fitness world, nutrition. Um, but it is true and it, it is a, a good way to outline a goal. And that is specified goal or a specified result. Uh, it needs to be a measurable goal. It needs to be obtainable, mm-hmm. which is uh, sometimes something you can't assess yourself, but we'll talk about that here yeah. in a minute. Uh, it needs to have benchmark results along the way or results, and then it needs to be set in a certain amount of time. And typically, that's something that you might also need some outside help to identify. Yeah, sometimes it's hard, especially in like the realm of fitness or, or nutrition. nutrition. You don't know all the science. You don't necessarily know all the steps, and it's really hard to even identify where you are at necessarily and what you should be doing. And that's obviously where a coach comes in Mm -hmm. um, to help you figure out what that looks like. Yeah. That's why even the the best of the best have coaches. Uh, True. Mm -hmm. That's also why we here at C3 um, quarterly push you guys a little note about goal setting. Yeah. Um, But in the next week or two, we're going to actually hand out goal slips in classes because we want to know your goals. Because then we can help you decide if something is truly attainable given where you're at right now. Yeah. Or, if the, or if a smaller goal needs to be set to get you along the path. We'll be able to help what results you need to see mm-hmm. as benchmarks to get to that final goal. And then really the big thing is helping set the time frame that that goal is right. attainable. And that's kind of the process yeah. of how much time and effort can you dedicate to meeting this goal and that kind of helps figure out, well, this is a six week goal or maybe a six month goal, maybe Mm -hmm. a one year goal. Mm -hmm. I like to, um, when we talk about timeframe, I like to talk about Meredith and nutrition a lot. And I say that because we have a lot of people who walk in the door. Um, and some of you listening might've done this when you first walked in the door, but you're like, I want to lose 20 pounds in a month. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So sometimes because you see outside um, magic pills, uh, shakes, whatever, or extreme diets that appear normal but are Mm -hmm. not actually normal or not good for an athlete. Um, Absolutely not sustainable. and That's huge, right? Um, Sometimes that creates an unrealistic goal um, that the coach can help make realistic. Mm -hmm. Um, and help you plan something that's sustainable um, beyond your goal, which is going to be an- another part that we're going to talk about a little bit later. But um, there, your goal needs to be part of the process, but there also needs to be a, a process for your goal. Yeah, and it's kind of like that working backwards. Like you figure out what that end goal is going to be and then figure out how much time you dedicate to that goal and where you're at mm-hmm. and kind of benchmark and plan yeah make some little benchmarks along the way like you don't just all of a sudden climb mount everest you have some spots where you stop little base camps along the way also you've trained and you've trained (laughs) that's neither here nor there so that's a great lead in though so um a coach can help you backwards plan Mm -hmm. the goal into a process Mm -hmm. um and then we know where we need to go and where we need to start. We've yeah. drawn that line in the sand, kind of. Mm-hmm. And that kind of leads us to our next point, which is um, using that process. Like, we'll talk about nutrition because we kind of talked about that um, earlier. That 
say you're trying to eat clean, so you're not going to eat refined sugar, or you're not going to drink alcohol for 30 days. Like, instead of having that be a decision every time you go to a restaurant or a party or have a meal, having to decide, like, oh, I'm not going to drink alcohol right now, or I'm not going to eat that cake right now, to just decide, like, that's just who you are as a person. Like, as a person, I don't drink alcohol. And we talk, it makes your social life easier because mm-hmm. people stop offering you cupcakes or because they know that's just just know who you are exactly and it just then you only had to make that choice once you had to just choose to be that person one time Mm -hmm. and you can use the rest of your willpower and emotional energy for something else much better yeah so there's a a whole bunch of studies about like decision burnout yes like that's why when like you go home from work and you're supposed to like what do you want for dinner and you're literally like i don't don't know freaking no yeah this takes millions of minute decisions out of your life well yeah because it becomes intrinsically who you are Mm -hmm. it's a core value it's something um well we talked about using that almost for our programming Mm -hmm. that we'll be we're open to whatever is it safe fun and effective and that makes decisions so much easier yeah because if a workout or movement falls into those three categories great we'll do it if it doesn't then we're not going to do it it makes it easy you don't have to choose um, and yeah, I feel like you, everything you read about those like super successful billionaire people that wear the same outfit every day. Yeah, so they, they took don't all those to, minor decisions mm-hmm, out of life. Take them out of their day. Yeah. They eat the same things. Oh, yeah. How easy would nutrition be if you knew what your macros needed to be every single meal and, and you just ate this? Mm-hmm. I mean, flavor is the spice of life. Well, I feel like you... But... Eating well and... Eating pre-planned meals doesn't mean it has to be boring. Boring. You can mm-hmm. still eat something you love mm-hmm. and that tastes good. That's but true. But you're not having to choose between the cupcake that tastes good <laughs> or your chicken and avocado that also tastes good, but in a different way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, and that's something that um, Ben Bergeron talks a lot about. Yes. Is like... The process becoming an intrinsic value mm-hmm. to who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, I feel like he kind of comes at it from both ways. That he'll talk about, um, like he said one time, he just didn't eat sweets for like five years because he, and it wasn't hard for him because he just decided, I'm not going to eat sweets. I'm not the guy who eats sweets. Yeah. And it wasn't, like, that was that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then he also talks about, Um, figuring out what your core values are like as an individual as a family what are your core values and then even as a business Mm -hmm. um, and that those will flux in time based on what season of life you're in Um, but they're also changed because sometimes what we think is our core value and what we think we value maybe isn't Mm -hmm. Um, and I find I don't this is little side note, but in some of the goal sessions I've done, sometimes what people think is their goal after talking about the bright spots and the things that have brought them the most joy, it turns out what they thought they wanted to do isn't really a valuable goal to them. It's funny. I've had, I've had that come up too. Yeah. Like they think they really want to get a muscle up, but every single thing that they've loved was more related to like getting a faster fran time or lifting more weight or something. Mm -hmm. They got to run a 5k. Like it's totally unrelated to what they think they wanted. Yeah. It's kind of cool. It is kind of. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just need somebody to guide you there. Oh, totally. To talk it out. Mm-hmm. If you really analyze bright spots, so you so the C three members who are listening know on Fridays we post like a bright mm-hmm. sp- spot Friday in our members only page and we wanna hear what your bright spots are. 
there are a number of reasons of that. A, because we as a gym want to celebrate your bright spots. Totally. That's the, yeah. the most outright mm-hmm. um, thing. But also because we as a society often do not embrace what's going well for us. We yeah. spend a lot of energy and focus on what's not going mm-hmm. well for us. But just like what you just said, if we spent a little bit more time talking about the things we did that made us proud or things that stood out to us, Mm-hmm. That might change some of our decisions. It might change oh, some yeah. of our paths because we find, oh my God, I hit a 100 pound overhead squat and I actually used to hate the snatch, but now I don't hate mm-hmm. the snatch so much because I'm proud of what I did with this overhead squat. Yeah. Um, so this is a little tied in because I got the idea from the journal from a Ben Bergeron podcast, but talking about looking at bright spots and it's the five minute journal. Um, I usually tell everyone to get it. Uh, it's amazing. So you write in the morning. It takes less than five minutes. They call it a five-minute journal, but it's like a 30-second journal. And you write down um, every day something that you think would make the day be great, uh, three things you're grateful for. You write down like a little personal mantra for the day. Um, and then at night, you write down like three great things that happen and then something that could have made the day go better. Um, I feel like Noah Olson did this at the game, like exactly what you're talking mm-hmm. about at the games. And he was on, um, the podcast with, um, talking elite fitness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he talked about what he wrote in his oh, journal. Really? Yeah. Anyway, that was a big side note, but so it's so, it seems so silly, but to actually be talking through the things like. You would think sometimes you'd be grateful for like, oh, I got a new car or new job or I got a raise, but I continuously find myself being grateful for like having quiet coffee time in the morning before I go to work or the mornings when I don't have to get up and come right to work and I can have like breakfast with the boys. Um, It's little stuff like that. And then the same with looking back and seeing what went well that day and what could have gone better. And literally the majority of the time, I'm not going to put a percent, the majority of the time it's I got outside and I did an activity where the things that went well. And so I find myself now being way more purposeful or be making it become a core value that I'm somebody who goes outside every day and I do something active outside every day. Um, but I might not have found that out if I hadn't been doing that journal. Um, and I didn't realize how much it did bring value to my life and move me. But think about if you applied that to your goal. Just think about yeah. one thing that you did that day that got you 1% better. Oh, yeah. Or that got mm-hmm. you, like, moved you that much closer to whatever your goal might be. Mm-hmm. If you started framing it in what went well and not dwell on what went bad, yeah. it completely changes well, mindset. So in that journal, they do three things that three things that went well, I think. Might be two. I think it's three. Um, and then just one thing that could have went better. So I feel like you always want to be looking for improvement. Mm-hmm. Like, whether it's in your fitness, your nutrition, your life, like, relationships, work. Always want to try to be getting better. Or you probably wouldn't be a CrossFitter if you weren't that way. Um, but to not be so focused on them that you stop seeing the things that went well. Yeah. But you said 1%. And that brings 1%, us back, back yeah. to our track. But you, you tied it theory. in. So way to go, girl. Way to go. <laughs> uh, this, is, this is just a great lead into that. So... If we focus on being 1% better, that Mm -hmm. ties us back to the process. Mm -hmm. If we know what 1% better is. Yeah. Well, and just little things. Like, 
getting that 350 pound clean isn't going to happen overnight and you're going to have ups and downs. But if every day you got, you just did one little thing a little bit better mm-hmm. and take pride in that and enjoy that and revel in that moment. Um, and that, and that could be as keep easy your wheel as going yeah. until you hit 325 and then 335 and then 350. But it doesn't even need to be weighed every day. It no, could literally be like just, today. I had one clean where my first pull was what it was supposed to be. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Yeah. I say first pull because that's what people that's struggle That's usually with. where people struggle. But. Yeah. Or even nutrition. Like, if you, like, I tend to, I'll plan my meals out and then I never eat enough. So, on a day, we're like, I hit all my macros. Like, Yay. That's yeah. a celebration. It was only one day, but that's a celebration. So that's a, that's a really good tie-in. Meredith, during this last nutrition challenge, mm-hmm. um, we've always strived for engagement in the mm-hmm. nutrition challenge. It's something that, um, you know, like ebbs and flows depending on the group of people. But this particular group of people were really good engagers. And she asked them to literally post their macros every day because of that, yeah. right? Like what if we were... What if we got one gram closer to our goal every single day? Yeah. And then you actually just celebrated that you got closer to it? got better. Huge. And that's probably why we had massive success with this nutrition challenge. Totally. But but it's not all just... forward momentum, like... Yeah. You get that little bit of uh, positive reinforcement, Reinforcement. and you want to just do it a little bit better again and keep going. That ties in well to another theory... um, that Jerry Seinfeld oh, yes. talks about. Yes. And that and that is kind of like repetition or like getting swings of the bat or like... like the, the daily habit. <clears throat> like if you think about... So his whole thing was writing a joke every day. Like you don't have a great stand-up set or you don't become a really hilarious comedian just by like writing one joke like one... Once like a month. <laughs> on every Saturday you write. He said you have to write every single day. He's like, eh... A lot of it will be junk, but the idea was, or the important thing is that you flexed that joke muscle, yeah, and you focused on it and you thought about it every single day. And I feel, especially in nutrition and life things, mm-hmm. it's re- really valuable and really like, whoa, like if you have a goal in your head for like a life goal, let's mm-hmm. say, or a nutrition goal, like, do you actually think about doing it every single day? Or is it only when you're in down in the dumps and you're like, I wish, I wish I could get more sleep. Well, every night, are you setting an alarm to go to bed early? Are you getting your stuff ready at night so that when you wake up in the morning, like, you can sleep a little bit longer and your morning's not rushed? Like, there's so many little things that if you just thought about it every day... But they're all part of the process. Part of the process. Part of the process. Always comes back to it. Um, A lot of times in class, we talk about... um, Or at least I talk about it. I don't know if the other coaches talk about (laughs) it, but I tell people all the time when they're frustrated with, like, movements like the snatch or even pull-ups. A lot of gymnastic movements, I feel like people get really frustrated that they don't come quick. But muscle memory only becomes muscle memory after 2,000 reps. And every 2,000 good reps. Good reps. reps. Well, I mean, if you want your muscle memory yeah. to be <laughs> yeah. good muscle memory. 2,000 bad reps. I practiced it. Nailed it. Nailed it. And But those are all examples of what a rep would be. Yeah. Writing a joke is rep mm-hmm. for... A comedian. Comedian. Yeah. Um, setting an early alarm is a rep for somebody who wants to get better mm-hmm. quality sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I'm not saying that 2000, that you have to take reps 
if you want to get better at your snatch, you don't necessarily have to take reps every single day, but you might probably have to go a little bit extra than what you're just getting in class yeah, you if you want to extra. get better than and that. And I think those reps, for the muscle memory, yes, those reps should be mm-hmm. that, but I feel like for the snatch example, like those could be snatch pulls, they could be overhead squats, they could be power snatch, snatch balance, um, and then working on that, thinking about it every day, you might not snatch some like one of those movements every day, but you might do something to help you get closer to that goal every day, which you might, might be deadlift mobility. Or, yeah. Deadlift, um, yeah. Mobility is a big one, right? Yeah, especially for the snatch. But that's a, that, again, comes back into, like, let us help you. Oh, yeah. Let a coach it's help so you. It's so overwhelming to try to think about what that process looks like, mm-hmm. especially if you're not familiar with all of the things that it could be, and you're not really even sure where to put yourself on the timeline of snatch greatness. You don't know where you fall. You don't know how far you have to go. Well, you can't, also can can't you. see yourself. Oh, yeah. In that, like, there might be a mobility issue that you don't even know you have, mm-hmm. but a coach could see if they had you do a couple reps in mm-hmm. front of them. Or... um Barbell is a good example. I mean, that's what this is, barbell club is designed mm-hmm. for is to get those reps, different style movements. Mm-hmm. I assess you. I figure out what's wrong with you. And then we do programming that's individual to you to yeah. fix those areas. But a lot of it, we do like sleds and stuff. Those are reps for cleans, for cleans. but you don't, Yeah, it, all it doesn't feel exactly mm-hmm. the same. Yeah. Um, but it's part of the process. It is and part of the part process. Of the process that an educated, in this case, you, somebody who's like a master of that domain, has built a process for others to follow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, for most things, I feel like we need someone who knows more than us to help us. Absolutely. And and by no means are we saying that that has to be like skill sessions or something. No. We can just help you frame Oh, is it even in a workout? Yeah. Not knowing what weight to do or uh, today's workout. Should I do pull-ups and dips or should I do muscle-ups? Like, what's the best thing for me based on my goal? Yeah. So, because what's good for you in that workout might not be the right thing for me. Mm-hmm. If we have different goals. Absolutely so, true. Yeah. She's more gymnasty than me. <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> um, so, we, we talked about... Um, Kind of bringing this all back to something we talked about last week. Last week, we talked about optimizing results. And we had an equation to do that, which was mechanics plus consistency plus intensity equals results. So we're going we're gonna to relate this back to that a little bit. Mm-hmm. So what would a mechanic be in goal setting, Tiff? So, well, we talked about mechanics being like that perfect practice. So those 2,000 reps, but they need to be mm-hmm. well. And mm-hmm. so they... For them to be valuable reps, like they should probably be observed so that you're getting feedback and they should be difficult and pushing you out of your comfort zone Mm -hmm. and you should be doing them daily. And that's that 1%. Yeah. Well, and that comes back to consistency. consistency. It's a daily habit to the next, the next thing. And then with the intensity, it's an honest effort. Right. You should be uncomfortable. You should be uncomfortable. You should be giving your best Mm -hmm. when you're doing it, even if the rep might not end up being a good rep as long as you were putting in the effort. It's about the effort. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I had a a really cool coach in softball in high school that when we were scrimmaging, I think I might have told you this story before, um, scrimmaging just like between the team, he would call you safe or out or give you a strike or a ball call, like 
based on principle. Like if you tried something and it was awesome and you took a risk and like maybe you still got thrown out, he would call you safe just on principle. If you did something dumb and the other team made a mistake, he might call you out because he's like, that was dumb. Don't do that. But he rewarded the effort and like the mental challenge side of it, not yeah. just the physical. And especially in CrossFit because I think there's so many hard skills to learn. And if you've been doing it for a while, you forget how hard it is to learn to snatch yeah. or pick even do a deadlift, like pick the bar up off the floor. There's still so many things to think about, like reward the effort, not necessarily the number on the bar. Yeah. The weight on the bar or the score or the time. And that like goes that. back to bright spots. That oh, goes yeah. back. I mean, so many things Why tie back into that. Celebrate those things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that's what results are. Oh, yeah. Like you might have a result that's just acknowledging you gave mm-hmm. good, honest effort. And it might not have been what you wanted it to be. But if you can look back and be like, I'm better than yesterday, mm-hmm. then that's a result. Mm-hmm. On the path to oh, the real the, result. Yeah, on the path to the real result. But sometimes those little results, <clears throat> especially the emotional and mental wins, those are the ones that really impact you and stick with you and like that mean the most. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like we all probably have that workout that maybe was gutting us a little bit, but we dug deep or like pulled something from the depths of our soul to like, bring it out and you still remember that moment mm-hmm. as like your major triumph, like triumph. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I relate that back to the military all day long. Right. Mm-hmm. That's why you, that's how you end up with a bonded community. Oh yeah. That Honestly. Too. Right. But yeah. So we wanted to kind of bring all this back to that because, uh, obviously the path to results in CrossFit is mechanics plus consistency mm-hmm. plus intensity. Mm-hmm. And that's actually exactly what it is for goals. Yeah, that's true. Just like, broken out. Just broken out slightly different. It, yeah, just think of it in a slightly different way. Like yeah. What those things look like when applying, like apply those things to your mm-hmm. goals. Absolutely. Depending on what that goal is. Man, there are some smart people in the CrossFit stratosphere. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. It kind of blows your brain sometimes when you listen to some of these... So I feel like, I don't know if you ever get this, people are like, oh, you're a CrossFit coach, like, as if it's like some sort of meh kind of job, yeah. or personal trainers in general, I'm like, there are some genius level people out there, like, you don't even know, like, yes, this like the science of fitness, and muscles, and blah, 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 like, that's kind of stuff, but then you start getting into the emotional IQ, and like, behavior change, psyche. science, mm-hmm. yeah, like, mm-hmm. it's super cool, and yeah, and the that's CrossFit exactly, CrossFit model, is amazing. Yeah. And then you start pulling in all these things from these amazing coaches because they really understand how the human mind works um, and apply that to either our daily fitness or nutrition or life. Like, what you can accomplish will be amazing. Yeah, it's so true. It's a science and an art. Totally. It's just like leadership, just oh, like yeah. all of it, right? Mm-hmm. It's a science and an art. Mm-hmm. And sometimes art is more important than the science. Mm-hmm. And that's where you get different styles. A mm-hmm. coach that might really rub you the wrong way because you don't really appreciate their art. Mm-hmm. But another coach that you love. Yeah. And that's all yeah. okay. So I love that my high school coach would call things on principle. Other people might really hate that. <laughs> yeah, because so. they might be very literal yes. or like... Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So it's all about finding the right the right fit. And yeah, that's what will move you forward, drive you forward. Absolutely. So in the end, we wanted to, to wrap this back a little bit to what we're about here at Cobra and how we can help you as, um, members. So, uh, command your fitness. Yeah. Command your nutrition. 
command your life. If we get those things in tap, right? If we know what our next goal is for fitness, if we know what our next goal is for nutrition, if we've made some changes that are intrinsic to us and and we're on that path and we know what that path is, Mm -hmm. then we're going to command our life. Totally. And that's, that's pretty awesome. And that can carry with you forever. Forever. Yeah. When you're long gone from Cobra or Kansas City or CrossFit, like the changes that you've made um, based on finding a core value and strengthening that core value, flexing mm-hmm. that core value muscle, they impact you for life. Impact you for life. Mm-hmm. And now you know a little bit of how to set some goals yes. to keep you on the path forward mm-hmm. and, and to pick out the next best thing. Yeah. And then so next week, Jill's going to hand out some goal sheets in mm-hmm. classes. So you have some tools now to kind of, obviously we'll be here to help you as needed, um, but figure out what that SMART goal is. Maybe start to figure, figure out a skeletal structure or a path, some benchmarks, make your own little Everest mountain, put your big mm-hmm. goal at the top, put little benchmark goals along the sides um and you'll be able to make a really great path figure out what those core values are that are going to get you there and start getting after it yeah all right thanks for listening guys yeah and make sure you follow us on all the major podcast platforms out there hit us up on instagram cobra underscore command underscore crossfit and then check us out on facebook and all the social media platforms that are out there uh this has been the cobra command collective Command your fitness, command your nutrition, command your life. Thanks, guys.